When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cup of Cubby Blue. Your Craig Council is the 56th manager of the Chicago Cubs. And somehow in the last week, the Cubs became the second favorite landing spot for Shohei Otani, according to Vegas, home for Cubs news, updates, and banter. Uh, we're proudly affiliated with the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Sarah Sanchez, and I definitely did not have Otani watch on my hot stove bingo card, but here we are. So I'm here for it. Y'all, as always, I am joined by the one and only Danny Rocket. We're going to break it all down. How's it going, Danny? Uh, it's just great to be here. You know, things are looking up for the Cubbies. And uh, I did see that about those those Vegas odds. My friend John Pincus told me about it. And he said, all of a sudden, all these Cub fans started betting on the Cubs, even to win the World Series. And not just the Otani thing, but uh, our odds went way up to win the World Series. And I'm like, I... Really? We just got a manager, guys. Like, we, we lost our top pitcher and our best player, but sure, I guess we're winning the World Series with a manager. Listen, Cubs fans are full of hope now that Craig Council is the manager of the Chicago Cubs, although the Otani thing, I think, has has legs for two reasons. We'll get into Otani in a second, but the odds went from 2,000 to 1 for the Cubs to sh- sign Shohei Otani to 350 to 1 in the span of, like, 48 hours and I that's wild y'all like that I that's crazy town um there's some other uh Michigas around this too that that we will get into but before we do I think we should uh the lead story Craig Council was introduced as the Cubs 56th manager today at historic Wrigley Field and the big takeaway for me he was surprised that people in Milwaukee thought this was such a big deal and like losing my mind he's like i didn't think it was that big of a deal i also read a quote uh in a tom verducci piece on sports illustrated where council's friends have said that the managing the cubs was his dream job is eric wheelow okay because like i'm worried about wheelow (laughs) oh my god you've got to check out the last sun ranzo show because we had him on and on it on it he you know, he's so disappointed, but he just he says it's par for the course with the good enough gang, which is what he calls the Brewers. He goes, they just never they can never go the distance. They can never, you know, close the deal because they offered Craig Council more money than any manager would have ever had ever made up until that point. They That's what is rumored that they said they were going to give him six million dollars. 
Joe Torre made seven point five million dollars well, in the early two thousand. Just his Eric words, it might be off fake. It's probably it would have been the largest contract, contract. as of now. Okay. So okay. prior to Craig Cancel signing his deal with the Cubs, the highest paid manager in MLB was making four point five million a year. The only reason I know the Tory thing is because I almost got into like this weird economics bit when I did my like money talks piece about the council signing because technically $7.5 million in like 2004 or whenever Tory was making that money is way more than $8 million in 2023. But I was like, nobody wants to get into like an inflation argument in my little bleed cubby blue piece. So I, I left that out. <laughs> Yeah, well, and also Yankee money counts differently somehow too. Yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> Yankee money to Chicago money. There's like a weird equation. Yeah, there's there's something going on there too. But um, either way, the Brewers did want him. They, they, tried. they and they offered they a sizable contract. They tried, and they tried to get him, and he did not want to be there because the Cubs are his dream job, and all that's got to be great to hear for us, and terrible to hear. For Eric Wheelow and the other Brewers fans out there. I mean, has anybody checked on Cato Kalin? I have not, but I should. He might be pulling his own OJ right now. He's so mad. I uh, mean. On, uh, on Buck, Bud Selig. Somehow uh, he's to blame for everything. I'll check on Cato in a second. I have been checking in on the Brewers fans over at Brew Crew Ball, which is the SB Nation Brewers site. Bizarro BCB, as I like to call it. They do not like Cubs fans there. Like. And, and to put this in perspective, I will occasionally go hang out uh, with the Cardinals people over at Viva Alberto's. I never go hang out at Brew Crew Ball. Like I, I Cubs fans, just persona non grata at Brew Crew Ball. But I, I do, le I do lurk on occasion. And would you like to know the nicknames that they have for Craig Cancel over at Brew Crew Ball right now? Oh, please, Whitefish Bay Betrayer. <laughs> Brewer's Benedict, which sounds like something that should be a brunch item. Yeah, I need that. The Brewer's Benedict. I feel like we should we should have that in Chicago. Maybe it's an like uncommon a, ground. Like a beer based hollandaise, maybe the Brewer's Benedict. Uh, there was a, there was an upvote for Whitefish Baby Trayer, and and that up there with the Boston Strangler. This, this is how rational things are going in Milwaukee right now. Here we go. Here's here's the next list. The Wrigley Racked actually kind of clever we do have some rats uh but they're they're kind lucky rats they're rally rats uh the wrigleyville rascal carpet bagging craig <laughs> i like that one <laughs> that's a good that's deep badger state judas <laughs> um mars cheese judas I, like I have that, that. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's not on here. We should go suggest it. Uh, the Lake Michigan treasonist. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm good. I think but Brewer's Benedict is my favorite. And I really want to try a Brewer's Benedict. Did you see I went viral for saying I was going to call the Cubs lineup Craigslist? <laughs> got retweeted all over the place. Got tons of likes and everything. And, uh, and it dawned on me. Ten years. Craig was the manager, not what, nine years, I, a long time. He was the manager of the Brewers. And I never even heard that before. I'm like, you had nine years when Craigslist was actually popular. Not that it's unpopular, <laughs> but it was, it's definitely out of its heyday at this point. Um, Anyhow, it's uh, they, they, Brewers fans, not clever. 
no. not a clever people. Although Brewers Benedict was good. Brewers Benedict was good. Uh, I will say the other big takeaway that I had from this press conference today, Council has respect for Wrigley Field. The way he talked about the park, the way he talked about the experience of walking in, even when it's Winterland and how special it is, like you could tell that he knows it is going to be an amazing environment at Wrigley Field and that he is going to be the dude that gets to soak it all in, soak in all the adulation when the Cubs win. And, and we have, we're not Yankees fans. We're not Red Sox fans. We're not Philly fans. It takes a lot for us to turn on any of our guys or any of our managers. So, so Craig is going to get a very long leash here with Cubs fans. Speaking of uh, Craig and, and ballparks and, and being there while the games are going on, Danny, did you realize that Craig Council makes his return to the Badger State on Memorial Day? We're going. We're going. That's the first Cubs game in Milwaukee next year. It's Memorial Day. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get an earful <laughs> that day. Oh, we are going. Cubs fans are gonna pack that park. It's gonna be great. Yeah, do you think they're gonna pull one of those things where they do a Wisconsin only sale and try to make that happen? Obviously. And they're going to fail because somebody is going to get their $7 ticket or their free subway ticket or whatever. And they're going to put that thing on SeatGeek or StubHub and I'm going to buy one. You're going to buy one. Crawley's going to buy like 12. I've got an even more secret way of getting a cheap ticket to a Brewers Cubs game, but I cannot divulge it because then I'll be screwing myself because I have a secret way to get incredible. Well, actually, they're terrible tickets. If you want to see the game from a good seat, um, don't go, don't use my method. But if you want a nearly free ticket, I know a way. If you if you ask me, I will tell you. But I'm not putting it on the podcast. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to touch base on that uh offline. Okay, two other things that were really great in this interview. So Pat Hughes has some old Milwaukee ties, and apparently Craig Council has played basketball against Pat Hughes. And Pat Hughes is like the most competitive dude ever, which I love this image of like Pat Hughes in his early days, like, you know, elbowing guys and like <laughs> committing fouls and being just like that dude. I, I, the new Pat Hughes, man, it's in my head. <laughs> Do you think he played in a sweater with just like <laughs> that? It was, but it had like cut off sleeves or something, but it was still that sweater <laughs> pattern. Um, yeah. Can you imagine him out there throwing bows, going hard in the paint? Just like, I wonder if Pat Hughes could dunk. Oh, that'd be amazing. I mean, he's tall, right? He's kind of tall. I mean, he's tall, but I don't know if he's dunking tall. (laughs) Okay. Another thing that we learned in this interview, uh, lots of questions about the coaching staff, lots of questions about if he's talked to players yet, lots of questions about what he's going to do. And frankly, I respected this answer so much. Craig Council, when asked about early decisions, what he's going to do, who he's bringing with him or not, said, honestly, this all happened so fast. And I think it's really important that we go slow and not make mistakes on really important decisions. And so I have been just trying to slow things down and think all of that through. I love that. I respect that. Like, say, it is really hard when you're in a situation like that to say, actually, I don't know yet, but I'm doing all my due diligence and I'll get back to you. And he did. And I respected that a ton. Yeah, it's something we're all wondering because we've had the College of Coaches going on <laughs> for a while. We've had the uh, revolving door of hitting coaches that w- 
that's been happening. The pitching situation has been somewhat stable, but we just lost um, – what's his name? Um, who's the guy that – Craig – his name was Craig too, right? There's Craig Driver. And yeah, we lost Driver, and we lost uh, – but we Chris lost Chris Young. Chris Young. Oh, Craig Breslow. You're thinking of Breslow. Craig Breslow. Yeah, yeah. he went for and the Red so, Sox. Yeah, and Lots of a, Craigs. What's, yeah, it's the year of the Craig. The year of the Craig. Oh my God, I, I don't think Danny's fit in too well in years of Craig. <laughs> I think those are bad years of Danny. I'm gonna stay inside. Um, yeah, it's there's always some turnover, but you've got to think he's gonna want to bring his guys with him. I mean, for Pat Murphy is the bench coach for the Brewers. He's rumored to be the next manager from that whole line that they kind of got going in Milwaukee. But we don't know if, uh, if Craig wants to bring him with him, you know, or maybe that's a better coat, a uh, better job for uh, Murphy. I don't know. Like it's great that he's taking his time with it, but you know, he's going to want to bring his own guys eventually. Like, especially if there's kind of, if there's a mismatch of philosophy, let's say. Yeah, that I mean, that resonates with me. I, I can't imagine that you would want to inherit somebody else's coaching staff, right? And I'm not, there are a handful of guys in the Cubs dugout who I absolutely want to see back. Like Willie Harris is a gem. Like Willie, Willie can't go anywhere. Got to have Wave and Willie at third base, right? Like I would love Mike Napoli to come back. I think Nap's great. And frankly, I really liked what the Cubs did last year with their running strategy and all accounts are that Napoli was in charge of that. And I, one of the question marks I have that I haven't done a dive into yet, but it's something I'm going to look at this week um, before doing some, one of my off season articles is how much the Brewers ran versus how much the Cubs ran. Like one of the things that was really successful for the Cubs last year is that they took advantage of the new stolen base rules. And I think that that worked out well for them when the Cubs were successful running, they were a more successful team. And so I would hate that to change under a new manager, right? Well, yeah, because you've you're kind of changing horses in midstream, no matter what you do, even if it is a somewhat of a different philosophy. I mean, the thing about Craig Council that we've seen though is he's won with lots of different kinds of teams. So like sometimes the Brewers seemed stacked full of sluggers. Sometimes they were more of a speed defense kind of situation. Uh, sometimes a mix of pitching and one of the above things. Um, but I, I, th I, I trust that Craig knows what he's doing with what the Cubs bring to the table. I mean, especially if you add some big names coming out in from free agency right now, which I think that's what that Vegas odd situation is all about because they expect, okay, they got Craig council. Now they're going to load up. I don't know if that's the case. I, you know, I kind of feel like they're going to want to see if the young guys could perform. I feel like that's where Craig has been good too, is, you know, knowing how to use the young dudes. Because one thing that Eric Wheeler said on the Sun Ranto show was that absolutely your Canario is going to be out there playing and he's going to be playing at the right times. And you're not going to see, you're not going to see dudes ride the pine for no reason when, uh, when an offense is struggling. So, I think you're going to see a bit of a different philosophy. He said, get ready for crazy getaway day lineups, which, yeah, which I mean, I think every team has those. I mean, it's called a getaway day lineup because everybody knows what that means. 
I am very here for the young guys getting some run. Like it was so frustrating last year to watch Nelson Velasquez hit a grand slam and then sit on the bench for eight days before the Cubs traded him for a middle reliever. And then he hits like 17 home runs at Kauffman stadium, right? Like I, the Alexander Canario thing was driving me bonkers last year. And there were multiple times where when David Ross was asked about it, he's like, Oh yeah, well, we're just not in a position to play him right now. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Why not? <laughs> well, and I don't know how much that's going to change too. Uh, maybe it's, it's more of a rotation situation, but depending on what you do in center field, left and right are locked up, uh, you know, barring uh, knock on wood. Barring trades. And barring trades. trades. Well, the, both and those guys have no trade clauses on top of it. Half yeah, but a no trade clause is just like a list of teams that you don't want to go to. Yeah, I mean. There's possible trade partners out there. I mean, here, let me just riddle I mean, me this. just locked up Hap. Suzuki seems part of the Otani idea. Well, I don't know. Oh, like, Okay. I don't think Seiya is going anywhere. I agree with you that uh, Seiya is part of the Otani dream, uh, which we're going to talk about in a second. We we do need to talk, to give David Ross his his last day in the sun here before we do that. But um, if the Cubs are truly in on this Juan Soto situation, Soto is not a center fielder. He's a no. corner outfield guy. So you have to open up a corner outfield spot in order to play Juan Soto. And Ian Happ to the Padres, anybody? Or to first base. Or to first base. Christopher Morrell to the Padres. I mean, I'm just saying, no. I don't know how you get Juan Soto without someone on the major league roster. And you have to have a corner outfield spot for him because he is he is not a center fielder. Yeah. No, it, I, and I don't know. The, these are all just rumors that keep coming out. They and, are. You, and do you know but, who's the freaking worst? Can I just like be for a little bit? Because go for it. Go for it. And then we'll talk about David Ross. Go ahead. What the hell happened to Sports Illustrated? What a rag that thing is. Every day with a different dumb rumor that makes no sense. This clickbait garbage. And the problem with it is those blue checkmark bros on Twitter give it run. And you're like, stop with this because it's all off season long. And, you know, just one agent says one thing and 50 articles come out. And I just get it makes me want to not look at anything, you know, because but I'm just saying specifically Sports Illustrated. What the hell happened to you? Oh, I, I know what happened to Sports Illustrated. But honestly, like, Danny, it's partially just like they don't they don't do a good job of vetting any of those rumors. And they're perfectly willing to run with sources around the team, say so. I just hypothesized an Ian Happ to pot the Padres for Juan Soto thing. And I'm sure somebody out there is like, yeah, Sarah, Sarah follows the team. Sarah's close to the sources near the Cubs. <laughs> Cubs looking to move Hap. Right. Yeah. Like I, to be clear, people, I have no sourcing on this. This is literally me playing like roster chess in my brain. It's just the it's a thought though. Like you can't be in on Soto if you don't have a corner outfield spot available. Just make a ton of sense. I no, do. what happened was wait, before yeah. what happened with Sports Illustrated, I don't know if you remember, they like axed a bunch of their writers and then hired a bunch of basically people who have the same credential that I do, like blogging for SB Nation, and paid them a fraction of what it used to used to make to be a sports illustrated writer and so most of the people who are doing team coverage not everybody there's a handful of people like tom verducci is still really good um obviously steph steph Epstein is great like there are a handful of national writers at sports illustrated who are still the old school like very good writers who are full-time journalists and there are a lot of people who are not frankly yeah well the clickbaity headline under the word sports illustrated is rough because that used to be 
really one of the main publications that broke actual news. Like, and I mean, it was an expensive magazine to get and had great photography in it. I used to love uh, the Sports Illustrated. You'd get the football phone with the when you subscribed. I never got the football phone. Unfortunately, I was a secondhand Sports Illustrated getter. But um, back to the the matter at hand. Um, yeah, all these uh, trade rumors and stuff like that, they're mostly trash. Um, but I think something could happen. I just am a little disappointed that Ian Happ does have that no trade clause. I do believe that they <laughs> want him to be a part of this team coming up because they gave him that no trade clause. Like, in what world does a guy like Ian Happ even get one of those? No trade clause. We're gonna lock you up, and you're not going anywhere. You're part of the future, which that's fine. I'm I'm cool with that, but it really kind of stinks to lock up left field when that seems to be like another DH spot where you could just kind of stick a dude out there who's a bit of a butcher in the field just because his bat is huge. Ian Hab's bat is not huge. Now you could be like, oh, he's a Gold Glove left fielder, but we all know that that's kind of the participation trophy of the outfields. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a little frustrating to me. So I think they're going to stick with half. That's why I don't think Juan Soto is coming. So what are you going to do with, with center field is really the question. And then you got PCA waiting in the wings. Canario could play it, but then it's just kind of like pressing a weird reset button. And that makes me think that they're going to wait to see if the kids can play before they do really anything that big. Well, let's get to those types of moves in a second before we do. Uh, let's talk about David Ross. A couple of things we learned about David Ross in the in this press conference. Number one, uh, he did get to chat with Craig Council before the news broke. Apparently, he sent Council a text message congratulating him prior to the news breaking, and the two of them were able to talk beforehand. So I'm really happy about that because I nobody deserves to find out that they lost their job on Twitter. And for all, I'm really torn on this, Danny, because. I want Jed Hoyer to act like a big market front office dude. And with council, he did that, right? Like he went in, he was like, we are the Cubs. You want to stay in the Midwest. We have money. You would like a team to throw their money around and actually like get the players that they need to get in order to give you a better shot to win the world series. We can do that. And, and it all came together. That is what big market teams do. The Dodgers would not apologize for this. The Yankees would not apologize for this. Red Sox fans would laugh at you while you cried about it, while they celebrated their new manager. And also, David Ross is a good dude, and I don't want bad things for good dudes. And like as much as I got aggravated by his bullpen usage and the fact that Jose Quas's arm looked like it was about to fall off, and like Alexander Canario and Nelson Velasquez not playing, like I don't want somebody to find out they lost their job on Twitter. That totally sucks. So I've been torn about this whole thing. So it was nice to find out that he did get a chance to talk to council that Jed Hoyer did like fly down there to let him know, like it wasn't one of these situations where he found out on Twitter. Um, we also found out this week that the Yankees offered David Ross, their bench coach job. Uh, Carlos Mendoza is going to go manage the Mets. They have an open bench spot position. Aaron Boone and David Ross are close from their time at ESPN and David Ross turned that down. He does not want to be a bench coach. At least he does not want to be a bench coach this year. And frankly, I don't blame him. Like he didn't do, he's probably better than like at least 15 managers who have jobs right now. <laughs> and so if I was David Ross, I'd be perfectly content to just like wait a year and take a job or like take one of the jobs that is still remaining. The Brewers have an opening. Uh, 
and also like truly wish him nothing but the the best. Hope he is in the good graces of the Cubs within the next five years or so. I'll, oh, uh, I hope Sammer. he goes to the Brewers because then they'll be terrible. Because that man is actually, I don't think he's a very good manager. I think he was a mediocre manager for the Cubs. Um, you know, the first was, the, the year was the uh, pandemic year, which was the let's ride again with the that team. And they quote unquote won the division, but I do not count that 60 game season at all for anything. The next year, they were supposed to go out there and compete again. And they did not. And because they did not, they had to trade away all their Blue Friday guys. If it was a situation like this year where they were surging at the right time and didn't lose 12 games twice in a row like the 2021 Cubs did, Anthony Rizzo and all those guys aren't getting traded because those guys would have been playing their way into good contracts and also into another playoff berth for the Cubs in the last time they could all do it together with the one more time getting the band back together. David Ross was supposed to be part of that. They failed miserably. Then the next year you got Frank Schwindel or whatnot. And there's always some excuse. And we had to be able to watch that again this year. He went out there and played all these grizzled veterans who stunk and he did not run the guys and when run the young guys out there. And because of that, an already deprived group of players who during the pandemic year missed a year of development. They missed another year of development sitting on the bench under David Ross, because these guys were ready to pop and Ross would rather, you know, run his run the old guys out there as their legs fell off their bodies. And to me, he was not a good manager. And uh, so I don't know if I was him, I would be happy that somebody offered me a freaking job and I would be like, Oh, New York Yankees bench coach. No, no doubt, because if when people look back at what David Ross did for the Cubs, I would say he was a lower than average manager. But I, and I don't know if he's a nice guy. I never met him. <laughs> I don't know if he's a nice guy either. I, I think he's an above average manager. I don't think he's a top five manager. I don't think he's the type of guy who can win you three or four extra games just by making the right moves. And I, I certainly think that Craig Council is a better manager. That said, I'm sure some team out there could use a manager uh, and David Ross should not take a bench coach position. Yeah. The Chicago dogs. <laughs> oh, that's in. mean. That's mean. No, I mean, Ooh, I mean, Chicago dogs is a wonderful team. Very talented. Player. I don't know, man. I, I think that David Ross would be a better manager than Ollie Marmolins. St. Louis, right? Like with all the shenanigans they had this year with Tyler O'Neill and Wilson Contreras, and like that was bananas, man. Although well, Wilson Contreras, yeah, I was gonna say, does well, not I mean, want David Ross to be his manager again. I think me and Wilson are a little <laughs> bit more in agreement than you and Wilson, which is a shock. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he stinks, and Wilson's like, yeah, he stinks. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I mean, actually, I could. That, that was a very Wilson thing to do on Insta, like about time. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, he, his his brothers over there like face palming, losing Craig Council. <laughs> yeah, I mean, never change Contreras brothers. Hearts on sleeves, <laughs> always, always. Speaking of Wilson Contreras, he was one of the big stories of last off season. There are some real big stories on the hot stove this off season. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. On the flip side, it's all Otani watch all the time. We're going to talk about where the Cubs have some holes in the roster, how they might fill them. Uh, and we're going to check out some news from the Arizona Folly. But first, a quick break. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. I truly thought there was zero chance, like 0.0000000001 chance that Otani could be a Cub. And the thing about Vegas odds, I'm not a big gambler, but they are math, like they don't move like that unless the chances have changed considerably. There are a couple of tidbits that have come out on social uh, in the last couple of days that I am intrigued by. One is a comment that um, you Darvish did a lot of speaking up his time in Chicago to Shohei Otani uh, and that Shohei Otani takes that very seriously. Uh, Everything I'm hearing on, I watch hot stove religiously in the off season. It's kind of like my morning ritual when I have a little bit of break in meetings, I'll just turn hot stove on in the background and do some work. Um, They've been talking about how Shohei Otani cares more about his ability to win with his new team than he does location. And then just before we hopped on to record, Danny, I I retweeted um, somebody else retweeting Koji Uehara, who former Red Sox pitcher, former Cubs pitcher. uh, He was apparently involved in trying to recruit Seiya Suzuki to the Red Sox. And he just posted a picture of Chicago from earlier today. And all of this is just like, look, it's speculation, but there's some very interesting, it's not just Shohei Otani, there's some very interesting Japanese free agents on the market right now. And Jed Hoyer was just talking enthusiastically about some of those guys. I'm, I'm talking about Yamamoto. I'm talking about like a lot of, a lot of pitching arms and a lot of guys who I am kind of intrigued by. And then there's the big prize, which is Shohei Otani. I would love the Cubs to have a handful of Japanese stars and like, just like tap that marketing, tap that marketing opportunity. That seems like a smart business move. Do it, Ricketts, do it. Am I crazy? Well, yes, but I think you're also (laughs) making sense. And something that Chicagoans maybe don't know is that there is quite a large Japanese community in the suburbs uh, complete with a huge Japanese market that's renowned in that community. And it's because there are many uh, Japanese corporations that are located out in the burbs, engineering firms, technology firms. And my mom actually taught at the library, one of uh, a guy who worked there, his wife, and she had many Japanese students, all from, all from people that worked there. So it's not that, 
all the, that there's no Japanese people like, you know, like you go to, I don't know, Minnesota Twins or something. There's not probably a much smaller Japanese community. There is quite a sizable one in the Chicago area. So that's one thing. So I could see that working out pretty well, just as far as like having a few Japanese players that could find the food that they like to eat from home at the Japanese market, the suburbs. That's that's one thing. Um, the other thing about the Otani uh, situation is and the odds going up, especially is because it is time for the Cubs to be the team that makes that big splash. They were doing that in 2015, in 2016. It, you know, they were, we were that team. And I forgot what it felt like because since then we have not been that team. Started with Dansby, I guess you could say. This time, anyway, it's kind of starts with, or maybe you could uh, Suzuki, Stroman. I get Stroman's gone, but like you're you're building little decisions, and you're seeing windows kind of solidify and open up, and see how things are going. You're uh, what I'm saying is right now is the time to, you know, shit or get off the pot, for lack of a better term, because it is. This is that year where you need to be making those big splashes again. Long-term, get Bellinger for six years. Sign Otani. Like, throw a bunch of money at it. Lock it up. Why not? Let that be your team. You will you'll make money hand over fist. You've got it all built for you. The neighborhood is transformed. It wasn't even fully transformed in 2016. It's fully transformed now. They can make so much more money than they did back then. I don't know about the Bellinger thing. We can talk about Cody in a second because there's there's something else going on there, I think. But with Otani in particular, I have given the Cubs a lot of grief over not having like a real top tier pay the dude type of contract, right? Like the biggest contracts in franchise history are still Jason Hayward and Dansby Swanson. And <laughs> it's just, I mean, there are no $200 million deals they're in big. the history of the Chicago Cubs. Like there, there are no $200 million Nothing that starts with a two, nothing yeah. that starts with a three, nothing that starts with a four. So like, it seems bonkers that the team would go from Dansby and Jay Hay all the way up to Otani money. And also if they're ever going to do it, Otani is the dude you do it for because the amount of extra marketing boost you get by becoming the team that Japan tunes into is huge. I, it, it's massive. It is. Shohei Otani is his own Michael Jordan for baseball for a country that will not ever tune in at the same margins for anybody else. And if you have Shohei Otani and say a Suzuki and you sign yourself a Yamamoto, dude, you have become the landing spot for Japanese baseball in the United States of America. And I just have this hunch that the Rickets are like, not going to drop 300 or 400 million dollars on most players but they might drop that much to be the landing spot for Japanese baseball in the United States of America. Oh, I mean yeah, that's a that's a lot of money and not to mention the fact that like just let me give you some stats. I mean, the dude was worth 10 war last year and he was hurt for part of the year. And he pitches. And he pitches eventually. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's well, not pitching right now, but you know. Right, but I I I have every bit of faith that he will pitch again. 
I wonder if they would find him a position if he didn't. But I mean, here, there's your lefty bat. First call. baseman. Yeah, why not? Can he, sure uh, you're telling me Shohei Otani can't be a first baseman? I'm sure he could. Uh, I mean, he's, he seems to be able to do everything. Like he might be the greatest player that ever was, especially if he can come back and continue to pitch. Um, because then he is like, because Babe Ruth stopped pitching at yes. a point. Uh, Otani doesn't necessarily have to, if he can come back as a pitcher, that'd be just incredible. But I mean, already he's worth 34.7 war in his career. 10 of it was last year. I mean, his career uh, batting average to he slashes uh, 274, 366, um, no, no, 366 OBP. 922 career OPS. How many stolen bases does he have? 20 last year, 86 total. So he even has a little bit of speed, um, more than Anthony Rizzo or somebody like that. He's a pitcher. He hit 60 home. He was on pace for 60 home runs last year before he got hurt. 60 home runs, 20 steals, (laughs) and he (laughs) pitched. Yeah. And so to get somebody like that, Seriously, like better than Babe Ruth, like one of the most famous players that could ever be. You know, we're talking first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt in my mind, anybody's mind. And if you could have that guy on your team, you do it. And I don't care what it costs. And you're going to make it all back, I, especially with that Japanese money. Oh, my God. Day games. What time is it in Japan for a day game? I have no idea. That's an infield fly girl question. Yeah. <laughs> XIFG. Yeah, where's my? What time is it in Japan at 1:20 on a I need Friday? Phone, but yeah, I need to find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm Danny, well, Danny's looking hey, that Siri, up. I mean, what time is it in Tokyo, Japan? It's 10:53 a.m. right now. Okay, well, good luck. You have to do math now. Like, I'm not doing math. <laughs> we are right now 10 hours ahead. Right? Am I doing that? Well, that's, I don't think that's right. What day is it in Japan right now? Oh yeah, I don't know. Probably yeah. it's probably March. See, this is why <laughs> it's a much more complicated question. We really should just wait until Allison's available because she she knows. <laughs> well, it's morning there right now, so for a night game, seven o'clock, it'd be ten a.m. for them. What? Regardless of what day it is. What are you talking about? Seven p.m. in Chicago. It's ten a.m. for them. Okay. Okay. So it would be. That means it's 4 p.m. at 120 is not good. Yeah. 120 (laughs) is the middle of the night for them. It's problematic. Yeah. Well, you know, that's only home games. We play a lot. (laughs) Half the games are on the road. They'll be fine. Do it. I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure a lot of people will just set a really early alarm. My point is, there is a financial reason to invest in that type of money in Otani that does not exist with any other player, right? Like Bryce Harper doesn't bring all of Las Vegas with him in the same way that Shohei Otani brings all of Japan with him. Uh, And the Cubs have an opportunity here, given some of the talent that is available, particularly on the pitching side out of Japan this year, Imanaga, Yamamoto, that like, I don't know, man, I, I think, they could, t- I could be talked into this if I were a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire or anywhere close, but I believe if I were a billionaire, I could be talked into this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Why, why not? Somebody's going to sign him. And it's going to be one of just a handful of teams. And the Cubs are one of those teams to so be that team. 
We have not been that team in a while. Those other teams have been that team. The one I worry about is the Yankees, but he might not want to deal with all that nonsense. Besides the cost of living there. are very good. He wants to win. Yeah. The Yankees, they're just kind of a mess. And like, they're, they're almost a victim of their own success and their own expectations in a way. And they play in a really tough division that doesn't seem to be letting up anytime soon. So good luck with that, New York. Start spreading the news. You stink. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Cody Bellinger for a second. I think the Bellinger deal, and, and we got a rumor today that um, the Cubs are looking elsewhere uh, for their solutions beyond Cody Bellinger. And I don't know if that, I don't know if that's, um, yeah, I just heard it. Uh, it was like a JP Morosi quote, I think on MLB network while I was kind of bouncing back and forth today. Um, I imagine that has something to do with the MLB trade rumors came out with their contract estimates. And like, by the way, these are best guesses from people who are really smart, but they're not like, they're not done deals, right? And I think that Cody Bellinger's was something like 12 years, 254 million or something like that, which is just, there's no way that like Jed would be so out on that deal. Now, ESPN or SI or somebody else came out with an estimate that was like seven years, 164. And that's a deal that the Cubs would absolutely be in on. So like the, the range here is pretty extreme. Um, but if it's not Cody Bellinger, the Cubs need the following things in some capacity. And we can talk about Christopher Morrell getting reps at first base uh, in light of <laughs> y'all wish you could see the look on Danny's face right now. Danny looks absolutely <laughs> horrifying. I love Christopher Morrell, but that's <laughs> the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, biggest fan, but oh my God. You don't want to see what happens when Christopher Morrell's at first base. Yeah, I I was like, is it April Fool's Day from like? Does Jed Hoyer not have a calendar? Like, what is he talking about? And by the way, there he's been playing in the Dominican, and he has not been playing first base. So he they did not get the memo that the Cubs want that to happen because um, he played third and short. Actually, he played shortstop. I mean, I would love nothing more than for Christopher Morrell to be the Cubs' everyday third baseman. I understand the limitations and what they're worried about there. It's two things. One is range. His range is not particularly great. And so he doesn't make every single play that you want a third baseman to make at this moment. I do think that that's something he could, he could fix. Like I, he's a very toolsy guy. Like I have a hunch that you give him enough run at third base. He would figure that out. The other problem is as far as I can tell, he has a Sean Dunstan arm. It's a 99th percentile arm strength. And the ball might go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, which means, which is you fine. Need a first baseman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But except for that's the other thing that we need is a good first baseman. Now you'd feel great with a Cody Bellinger over there. But can you imagine Morrell throwing to Morrell? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that would Javi tag Javi thing yeah, from a long exactly. time ago, except bad. <laughs> so very bad. <laughs> um, well, at so, least the uh, the bizarro Morel would know where the ball is going. <laughs> he he threw it. Um, one guy that the Cubs have been connected to, who I'm intrigued by, incidentally, is is Reese Hoskins coming off ACL uh, surgery. He lost all of last season. That's a 30 35 home run power bat at first base. It's exactly the type of player that the Cubs could use. Over there, you imagine that there might be a little bit of a discount given that he's just getting done with surgery and it sounds like the Phillies are going to play Bryce Harper 
at first base next season. So Reese Hoskins is probably not going back to Philadelphia. What do you think of Reese Hoskins, Danny? I mean, it's not that sexy. It would be good. I mean, I think I can see it. It's better than Eric Hosmer. Better than Trey Mancini. Okay, well, that's that's a low bar. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's where we're coming from. <laughs> we have set a low bar, bar that is slightly raising. Remember, we not Cody Bellinger, but not Eric Hosmer. <laughs> well, the thing about this situation is it gives you the flexibility because you probably don't have to do a long deal. It's not necessarily a prove it deal like maybe you do a couple years on it, but it's not something that you're gonna. Lock, you know, lock up long term. You do maybe two years with some kind of weird option or buyout or something. And um, I could see him going for that. He's a talented player. I mean, he's kind of on the other half of his career, wouldn't you say? At this point, yeah. How what is he? Thirty-one. Let me double check. Yeah, it's um, kind of I... old, but still, like, yeah, it's first base though. And every time we fill it with a guy like that, though, it makes me sad that it's not Rizzo. He's 30. wonder what Rizzo's doing. Rizzo was cheering for his wife at the New York City Marathon the other day. Did you see that? That was great. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, Rizzo's I, wife and Judge's wife both ran the marathon. And they were like all cheers in the background. And it made me sad because I remembered how good of a guy Anthony Rizzo is. Yeah, no, that was the mistake. They should have kept him. But uh, yeah, I mean, Reese, it'd be fine. I'd be, I'd be kind of a, I wouldn't be excited. I don't think he moves Vegas odds. <laughs> no, no, he does not. I mean, here are, here are the positions, as far as I can tell, that the Cubs need to fill somehow, some way. Um, and am I correct? Mike Talkman is back with the Cubs next year, right? Like he's a, on the roster and not a free agent. I'm yeah. pretty sure he's back, which, which makes center field probably the one that you can, between Mike Talkman and PCA, Center field is the one that is most covered, in my opinion. Um, and so then the question is, you need a first baseman, a third baseman, and a starting pit- starting pitcher, at least one. Oh, yeah. At least one. Theoretically. Because you needed an extra one last year, and you lost Stroh. Right. So you Yeah, need you need to, at least yeah. one starting pitcher. Yeah. Because once again, the young guys came out too late. They didn't get a chance. Ben Brown was hurt towards the end of the year. So the, we never saw him. So we're a little bit, I feel like behind schedule. I think last year should have been a little bit more of that. Let the kids play. Let's get, let's get them some uh, re- opportunity. Let's get them ex- some experience. And to some extent that did happen with your Assads and stuff. Maybe he takes a step forward. He was pretty good in a lot of his starts, but you know, the peripherals aren't really there. So you expect, you know, he's a little bit more of an Alec Mills in your brain. You know, like he's going to end up like that, throw a no-hitter and you never see him again. I would love nothing more than Javier Assad to make the rotation, have the season of his life. And also, Javier Assad is much better as like the number six or seven guy that gets called up every now and again because somebody is hurt, right? Like if both Jordan Wicks and Javier Assad are in the opening day rotation, something has gone terribly wrong either in terms of injury or in terms of the Cubs just didn't get a deal done for a starting pitcher because they should absolutely be in on a guy like Jordan Montgomery. I can't, I mean, Jordan Montgomery looks exactly like the dude that Jed Hoyer wake 
Contact pitcher, lefty, middling velocity, great location. Come on down, Jordan Montgomery. Welcome to the Chicago Cubs. Well, and then you got a pair of lefties. If jo- if uh, Justin Steele can repeat what he did last year, you got a pair of lefties that could, you know, you can separate them a little bit in the in the rotation. Mixed, uh, you know, I, hopefully Tyone has a bounce back here. But, yeah, you're going to need – some performances from some young guys. You need somebody to take a step up like your Wesneski or Wicks or, you know, we saw good things out of those guys a little bit, not Wesneski so much last year, but you know, I, I hopefully they're not giving up on these dudes. Um, and, and you got, um, what's his name coming from the minors? Um, uh, Kate Horton. Kate Horton. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't know what's we don't know what's going on with that. Ben Brown, maybe, maybe we maybe he gets a chance in spring training to not necessarily earn a spot, but to be part of that starting pitcher depth. And um, but yeah, you gotta go out and get some, you know, Blake Snell. I don't know, he wouldn't. I don't want Blake Snell. Blake Snell walks too many guys and he's gonna cost way more than the other dudes. But I hear you, you gotta go get at least one starting pitcher. You oh. probably need to. Um ironically you know who looked really good in the Arizona Fall League and admittedly like pitching talent in the AFL is is kind of weird because the best pitchers don't go there DJ Hurts who the Cubs gave up for Jamer Cantelario and I I was just sitting there like oh that's DJ Hurts former minor league pitcher of the year DJ Hurts and I bet he breaks camp with the Nationals as one of their starting pitchers I was a little surprised that they parted ways with him, in fact, because, you know, granted, you can't play everybody and you've got quite a few pitching prospects come through. But for him to be the dude on the bubble or maybe the one that the Nationals asked for. And that's I'm sure they I'm sure that's could, what it was. Yeah. I mean, so you have to give up something to get it. Um, but Jamer Candelario, by the way, was I saw a little rumor that Cubs are thinking of a reunion with him which i wouldn't hate either but now we're gonna do jamer candelario we're gonna do uh reese hoskins and kind of like i guess that's legitimate but it means that other things probably aren't gonna happen maybe i don't know i mean i think that's probably right i i like the idea of jamer candelario coming back to the cubs the thing about jamer is that he is not flashy or exciting at the at third base but he's going to cost a fraction of what a matt chapman will and there's a non-zero chance that jamer candelario has a better year than matt chapman again right like matt chapman had kind of a down year last year he's a better defender but jamer candelario is an above average bat like he gets on base he hits a lot of doubles he can hit for a little bit of power he i i like his glove at third like i liked his glove at first like i i liked jamer on the cubs and it made me laugh a little bit Because he seemed like such an extra dude in that 2016, 2017, 2018 period when he came up, when the Cubs were like, oh, well, I guess we're just going to trade you for a couple months of a backup catcher and Justin Wilson. Like, Jamer Candelario is a legit above average player who might have an all-star season in him at some point in time. He's like a Ron Coomer type. He was blocked by KB. You know, that yeah, whole totally. time. And so he just wasn't going to get, that was his main position being third base. And you just had to get rid of him. But yeah, he was obviously somebody that had a fair amount of talent. And, you know, he stayed up with the Tigers that whole time. And and like you said, above average. But, you know, we're looking at like everybody being slightly above average again, which is what they did last year, which is the 84 
85 win, get the last wild card, make it interesting at the end. And it's not the kind of team that goes out. And I mean, I suppose you could put Shohei Otani at DH in the middle of all that, but would they? Man, this is wild. I'm looking at Jamer Candelario's fan graphs page right now, and I haven't spent a ton of time on it. But um, so his career WRC plus is 102, but that's a little bit misleading because he's never actually had a year that was within five of pure average. Like he's usually like 112 or 93, 73, 140, 119, 78. It's it's a very like up and down type of profile, which that's kind of interesting. I don't, I don't, I'd have to do a deep dive on. Jamer there, but Not another guy who too. the the guy who might be blocked. Well, that's an even better argument for him though, because that's a terrible park to hit it. And like that is one of the worst places in baseball to hit. And so I don't know, man. That's probably a reason that Candy could do better in Chicago at a full season in Chicago. A player who might be blocked in the current Cub system, who I just got to lay eye, lay eyes on at the Arizona Fall League, uh, is James Triantos, who was the offensive player of the Fall League. Had an absolutely monster few weeks in down there in Arizona. And he was drawing some Dustin Pedroia comps from people. He also um, gave an interview to the CBS Fantasy Sports guys while we were at First Pitch Arizona, where he said his goal for next year is to steal 30 bases. And I am like, yes, please. Uh, doesn't hit for a ton of power. Doesn't have a ton of home runs in his bat, but does hit a lot of doubles. He's kind of like a Nico Mark Grace type of doubles guy. I really like James Chiantos, and I, I don't know where he plays. Uh, he's not really a third baseman. He's another second baseman in the Cubs system. After the Fall League campaign he just put up, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get moved. Yeah, I mean, this is what IFG's been saying, too, on the Sunranto show, that prospects are what you buy players with yeah. if you when you're going for it. And they can't all play. And that's if you look at all the outfield prospects that we have and two corner outfield spots already – quote unquote locked up for the foreseeable future you're like well there's not room for everybody on this roster so you've got to move somebody like think about how jorge soler you know just you just like what what were you going to do with him he deserved to play every day somewhere and when you gave him a shot to do it he hit 50 freaking home runs in, in kansas, kansas city. city yeah it's, it's, but not a hitter's park it's the nelson velasquez the nelson velasquez went on the same road so it's just, um, yeah, you got to do something. And I, the Cubs have got to be active. No more of this kind of piddling around and seeing if uh, they can catch the lightning in a bottle. You've got to, I think it's a really pivotal offseason. And I know they've been conservative, but the fact that they signed council, that was not a conservative move, but it might be one of those things of, uh, just an opportunity that presented itself that was not expected that they took advantage of, but they are still going to stick with their kind of slow and steady wins the race, which I think would frustrate a lot of Cub fans. I think they've got a big, at least one big move in them this off season. I, I think it's a move beyond the Jordan Montgomery signing that I just see coming at us like, like a freight train. I'm like, that is the most Jed Hoyer pitcher on the market. I would be stunned. If he doesn't go out and like and figure out a way I to mean, get all the other teams, I mean, not all the other teams are trying for for it, but other teams are trying too. So, but why? It's hard for us as Cub fans to understand why every player would not want to be a Chicago Cub. Uh, they're just idiots if they don't want it. You know what I mean? Like Chicago is the greatest place to play baseball. We all freaking know it, and uh, you'd be a fool not to. 
But, and it's a great uh, time to be a cub, as I learned from Craig Cancel today. Great thanks. time to be a cub. Uh, speaking of celebrating the Cubs, we get to do that in a handful of places over the holiday seasons. Danny, what do you have coming up for Cubs fans this holiday season? Yeah, December 16th, I've been writing a few uh, Cubs, Cubs Miss Carols. Um, I've gotten started on that because December 16th, uh, there is a Facebook evite to or invite to it as well. So uh, look it up. It's on the Sun Ranto page. But we're going to be Cubs Miss Caroling, which means we're just going to be running around Wrigleyville, singing our songs. Uh, I will have a Cubs hymnal. We'll do a little practicing. Uh, it's kind of like a bar crawl as well. So you can uh, drink and that uh, unfortunately makes it uh, impossible for somebody under 21 years of age to attend. But you, but we do go around uh, Winterland, the Gallagher Way Winterland. So that part of it uh, could be all ages. So just join us. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be a wild night, December sixteenth. Yeah, um, sounds like a fun time. Uh, are you going to Are you going to write an Otani song all, along the lines of the Korea song that went viral a couple of years ago? Yeah, maybe like "Oh Come All Ye Faithful" would be a good one. Oh, I was thinking R-D-H or something like that. I, I was thinking that. I was also thinking that you could you could riff off of um, "Oh Christmas Tree." Oh, Tani Show, oh, Tani Show, please come to Chicago. Yeah, it's a it's a little slow. That one's a slow song. So in both, are, Oh, Come Are You Faithful slow too. So maybe we need to think of a one with, uh, with a, like a faster, more joyous, you know, like Joy to the World or something. But that doesn't work. Um, I'll, I'll, I swear to God, I'll find a good Otani one. That, All right, and, uh, but I, I have been writing some. I I got uh, some about Craig Council. Um, I'm looking for it right now, and I can't. Oh, here it is. Uh, I, I mean, I think we got to close with that. That's that's got to be the song we close with today, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's here's what I got. Um, Craig Council, Craig Council, managing the game. Oh, how great it is to have a manager with a brain. Oh, Craig Council, <laughs> Craig Council, managing the game. Wonder if he is still mad about the time it didn't rain. <laughs> Jed got on the phone and called manager Craig. Said, I got the dough to blow other teams away. Come and win a ring. 40 mil for five. From your house to Wrigley Fields under a two-hour drive. Oh, Craig Council, Craig Council, managing, managing the I like it. Great it is to have a manager with a brain. Oh, Craig Council, Craig Council, managing the game. Wonder if he is still mad about the time it did it rain. That's all we got for you, folks. Uh, we will be here all off season with all of your hot stove Cubs news, updates, and rumors. Until next time.